I'm here with Audrey Geiger of San Diego, formerly of, where are you from? Woodenville, Washington. Woodenville, Washington, Washington State. Yes. Washington State. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay, cool. When did you, you come to San Diego? Uh, I moved here uh, November of 2017, so it'll be two years in November. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And what brought you to San Diego? Uh, it was my boyfriend at the time. Uh-huh. Um, I was living up in Washington. Before I was living in Washington, I was living in Boston, going to school. Okay. Um, I didn't have a lot of friends in Boston, so I got really sad when school ended. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a sense of community or like belonging. Mm-hmm. So I moved back home to Washington, where all of my high school friends are. Um, and... I'm a super late bloomer, so I never really got into the dating scene. Yeah. Um, anyway, I put myself out there. I met Zach, and we started dating, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a year and a half into it, he was stationed in San Diego with the Navy. And he asked so you me, met him in Washington? Mm-hmm. Like on Tinder, on OkCupid? OkCupid. Nice, okay. Yeah. I used to say uh, Craigslist. When people asked, because yeah. my brain mixes those two things. Yeah, up. that's a funny. Yeah, it's the hard consonant sound. I used to say it sometimes just as a joke when people ask. Yeah, like Craigslist. Uh, okay, submit on OkCupid. Okay yep. And then um, I'm trying to think because I was on OkCupid okay for a bit. I'm trying to think of the stuff that they would ask. I was going to try to ask you, hey, what did you put on this section or that section? Can I just tell you what happened to me yesterday having to do with OkCupid? Yes. Okay. Um, so I went on a date yesterday at Better Buzz Coffee and I met this guy, Max, who is so outgoing and crazy and like, oh, like he's kind of flamboyant, not yeah. in a gay way, just flamboyant. And um, really true to his name. He goes to the Max. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. It's yes. surprising he didn't have two X's at the end of his name. <laughs> yeah. um, so Max was uh basically asking me questions directly from my okay cupid and like he oh, immediately gosh. he was like so audrey and i'm doing the hand <laughs> the limp wrist thing in yeah. case people need this mental image he's like so audrey or miss audrey rather i read on your okay cupid that you like having your hair pulled during sex and i was like okay well <laughs> now we're talking about this and i can't believe that you just brought that question up on the first meeting yeah that we're having bold it was very bold and at the time i didn't think much of it and now today as i reflect on it i'm like i'm really upset that that person asked me that question immediately yeah normally if you're gonna ask someone based on their okay cupid profile you want to go like surface level i think right so that kind of I'm thinking on it more, and maybe maybe Max won't get a second date. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, Max. So, I mean, 
I, I imagine that maybe he was going for something. Like, I imagine he knew that it was a risk, but wanted to do it or... He could have been nervous and just... A little nervous, but, you know, he was like, probably, he probably thought, oh, she'll appreciate my forwardness, my candor, and, you know, that'll be cool. Like, that'll endear me to her, but it was, it's high risk, high reward move. Yeah. And he, he seems to have whiffed. Yeah. He was endearing in plenty of ways. That... Yeah, it left a it left a an off taste in my mouth. It yeah. wasn't a bad taste. Yeah, like I'm not super upset. It right. just stood out to me yeah. today. <laughs> it didn't work, you know. And that's a natural filter that we all have. That's mm-hmm. why everyone should kind of be themselves, right? Because yeah. he he probably will. If if that's truly himself, which it, if it is, Max will try that on a girl or a guy. Maybe he'll discover something in the future. Sure, uh, um, he'll try it on a on a person, and they will love it. Yeah. And then that'll be Max's person. You're not Max's person, probably not, because that left a little bit of an off taste in your mouth. It's possible I'm not Max's person. At the same time, I would like to give Max another chance, I think. So now you've kind of, you've kind of gone all over the place in a matter of five minutes. You're You're right. First you were like, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I don't think he's going to get a second date. And now you're like, okay, I'm going to give him maybe another, another shot. I said that I don't want to give him a second date kind of flippantly. Mm. Secretly, I've been considering it because... Now that I'm talking about it, I realize I don't owe this guy anything. No. Um, but we were talking about meeting up again for coffee yesterday, and I was like on board with that idea. And I'm, you know, I, I like hanging out with him. Yeah. I It's just, it's tough. I don't want to lead this person on, obviously. I don't want sure. him to have the wrong idea. Sure. And then also, it's like, let's follow the fun. And it's fun to... um hang out with this person you're at the saying moment. yes to life you're saying yes to the moment mm-hmm. i think she's going a second date and just see what happens mm-hmm. yolo so back to okay so you met oh. um your uh, the zach at, on okay cupid in mm-hmm. washington mm-hmm. and then you were dating for like a year and a half mm-hmm. and then he was got orders to go to san diego because of the Navy. Yes. The mili- the U.S. military. Yes. God bless him. Thank you for your service. Yes. Okay. Now what happens? So he asked me to move to San Diego, and I was working at Griffin at the time. And your I... Current, your current employer? My current employer. Okay. And uh, I was like, I don't think I want to live in Washington my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like it was getting <coughs> stale. Sure. And I... <clears throat> maybe this is a big... big core of my personality it's just curiosity like what else is out there and like i feel like i'm missing out like i know that the world is full of big experiences and i know that there's probably some really cool experiences outside of washington so i took the risk i knew at the time i'm like just because i'm moving to this place with this person doesn't mean i have to get married to them yeah i think i think every person in a relationship considers that when they make a move in with someone i understand that all right so well let's continue you see me uh yep. so he's moving to moves to san diego we moved together we drove down so you said yeah i'm gonna mm-hmm. go yep. okay one of the reasons i wanted to come here is because i'd been here before to coronado yeah my grandma used to rent a condo and my aunt liz lives in delmar currently so i needed that like small branch of family nearby in order to consider it because he could have been stationed in like Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. And that would have been a hard pass for me. Yeah. It, so 
reflecting on it, a conditional move should have been a sign that maybe I didn't need to be with this person anymore and I should have ended it sooner. Because during our breakup, which happened in May, May, Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, um, I remembered thinking like, I should break up with this person before. Like, even before the move, I had kind of thought like, I don't think, like, maybe I should break up with this person. I just didn't have enough of a reason, I think. Um, so yeah, we, (laughs) we moved to San Diego together. Mm -hmm. I don't regret moving here. I Mm -hmm. love, I love living here now, Mm -hmm. mostly because I found a community of friends Mm -hmm. through improv. Thank you. Improv. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't regret being in that relationship and being with him and yeah. So how long did you guys, how long did you date before you broke up? Uh, Three years. Oh wow! That's yeah, quite, that's a long, yeah, long time. My first relationship. <laughs> was it your first actual like boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how old were you when you started dating him? Mm, I'm 28 now, so three years. 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So why do you, why do you think that it was your first, or like why didn't you have boyfriends before? Do you, or do you reflect on that and wonder why? Is do you think you have a reason why? Yeah, I. Hmm. Not that that's not that abnormal. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, not generally a confident person. And I, in high school, I was even less confident. High school to me was like, oh, this is the time where you're supposed to be dating and making relationships and having boyfriends. I was not comfortable with that idea I didn't feel like I was attractive. I didn't feel like I could be in a relationship or that I was going to... Like, I was scared that being in a relationship immediately meant sex, and I was uncomfortable with that idea. Hmm. Dustin and I had a conversation. She's like, "Do your parents? did your parents parent with fear? Dustin Kessel, yes. fellow improviser at yes. FCI. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't... Didn't mean to. We, this podcast has uh, tens of thousands of listeners, uh, many of whom are not part of the FTI community. So we have to clarify right. for those people. Yes. But what did she say? <laughs> Dustin said, did your parents parent you with fear? And I guess they kind of did because my mom was always like, Audrey, boys only want one thing. They just want to get in your pants. And like, you need to be very safe and protect yourself at all times. And so I was just like, oh, God. That's the only thing that guys want from me. Uh, this scares me, and I don't like it. Um, and then, you know, years passed, and I have had crushes on real human people, uh-huh. not just anime boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I never acted on them, yeah. and I never took any initiative in the romantic arena until I was so bored and tired of being alone. And yeah. then I was like, I guess I'm not scared of that happening anymore. Like, yeah. I, okay, fine. Let's, let's, if it leads to sex, then I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, whatever. I'm going to die one day. Yeah. Might as well just rip the bandaid off. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'll have sex. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's not a way to parent, right? You don't want to parent with fear that way. And you want to let girls just, ex- you know, and boys just be who they are and like yeah. come into their own and do things that horny young teens should be doing it like whatever just give them the tools that they need and the important stuff like educate them yeah i think my mom was very uncomfortable talking about sex with us and 
like even as an adult even as adults if i ever told her like what i did with my boyfriend she'd get really uncomfortable you know blush and it <laughs> i don't know yeah she's just so i found educating myself when i'm scared of something really helps for so. sure for sure okay so first boyfriend so that means first big breakup first breakup i mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. so how did that go or how did that what 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 did you learn from having this relationship? This is a long relationship too. Yeah. So what did you learn about yourself and about relationships and about life from dating somebody for three years and breaking up with somebody? What are some lessons that you could give or just some things that you learned or I don't know. Is there anything or is it just a thing that happened and that's it? Uh well it's definitely just a thing that happened and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. What I learned is that I don't really like being told who I am or what I am. At times in our relationship, I was told, like, you're very defensive and you're very pessimistic and you're this and you're that. And even though I knew that that didn't mean this person didn't love me, Mm -hmm. I still felt like... I just felt upset that it was so cut and dry. I felt that it was so definite. And yeah, I guess I am defensive. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am pessimistic at times. Mm -hmm. Hearing it from another person is upsetting and like, I I don't know. Do you know how you would would have wanted him to deal with the fact that he's thinking that you're pessimistic. So he's thinking you're pessimistic and defensive. Mm -hmm. How would you want him to deal with that or express it to you in a way that wouldn't have, you know, upset you? Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I suppose a, a more, more of a conversation would have been nice. I feel like I sound crazy. You don't. No. Because I I understand what you're saying. So, I mean, I'm in a relationship as well, Mm -hmm. currently. And uh, I'm guilty of doing this. And uh, and my girlfriend has had the same reaction of... She doesn't like if I tell her you're this or you're being this. And um, I get it. Yeah, but it's... it's, um, so I'm just I wanted to know your opinion if if you had like a a way of I wish you would have done it this way or maybe just keep it to yourself or I don't know <laughs> keep it to yourself keep it to yourself. asshole yeah asshole mm. chew on that uh yeah um I just I think in the past couple weeks months maybe I'm trying to be more honest with my feelings inside like if I feel the need to leave something immediately I'm gonna go so I appreciate that when you are saying like you are being defensive or you are pessimistic that is you expressing your feeling honestly and truthfully in the moment Mm -hmm. so I can't fault someone for that yeah hmm you know Relationship advice is always like talk about the way you feel and how it makes you feel 
make it about yourself. Don't try to blame the other person. So I'm trying to be diplomatic today talking about my relationship too. I hope right. I'm, I hope I'm not painting a really horrible picture of this person. No. I'm trying to just like, I, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that to my partner. I wouldn't say you are this. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a, that's a, that's a, something that a couples therapist might say and an improv teacher might say, which mm-hmm. be like, you know, talk about like, what are you feeling from that or from this? So someone did something. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Like th- take care of your, like think about how it makes you feel and then express that. Like I feel this way about it instead of, yeah, saying you're this, you're that. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, good point. I mean, it makes for an interesting improv scene when you say you are this. Sure. <laughs> Cause then they, got a gift <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the other thing that improv was kind of it was a big part of my life in san diego and i think a contributor to one of the reasons i chose to be honest with zach and like hey we should break up it's totally mutual by the way yeah we both told each other like oh i thought about breaking up before so it was like okay this makes sense um but yeah improv was saying if someone says you are this, then that's a gift to you. And you can, you just say yes. And so if Zach says you are defensive, then I guess my improv brain is saying like, take that, say yes. Okay. And I hate that you call me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're going to move to improv in a bit, but one last thing about this relationship, since it was your first one, mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Since it was your first one, your mom built the boys to be certain things. So now that you've had three years with a boy, a man, mm-hmm. a young man, oh God. what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, how do relationships stack up? Do you wish you did the whole boyfriend thing earlier? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Would have. I, I mean, no regrets. I am here today, and I'm thankful for today. And I know that my past could have gone a bazillion different ways, and mm-hmm. it, there's no point in me trying to imagine all the other possible directions my life could have gone Mm -hmm. because if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future you're pissing on today wow i stole that from a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) good stuff okay so my first introduction to you audrey geiger was I went through FCI, did all the classes, formed some indie teams, one of which was Terra Squad with some of my classmates. Oh, yeah. And then I think we were looking to expand uh, or add a couple of members. So we were all tossing, tossing some names out. And Corey McHugh, another Terra Squad member, brought your name up. And I think he was playing with you on the your PDI, PDI mm-hmm. cl- uh, team. Um, which is like the post-graduate type of thing. Yeah, and thought you were good, so he, so he suggested you. And I was like, hmm, Geiger, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of that at all. But German. German. And you know, you just you can't trust Germans. <laughs> That's one thing um, that my grandmother taught me. But I moved past that uh, xenophobia, and it was like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then you practice... I think, yeah, you and, pra- you and uh, I think Dust- Dustin and Marty probably all practiced with us at the same time. Yeah, I think our first practice was the three of us. Yeah. The first time together. With the rest of Terra Squad, yeah. yeah. 
And it went great, yeah. And you're, I was like, oh man, she's really good. She's really an improviser. And so now you're part of Terror Squad. And yay! yay! And I thought you were so good and talented that I asked you to be, to join, to create a duo, which I've never had before. And so you said yes. Mm -hmm. So now Scorpio Moon exists. And you're on a, on a several different teams, including a house team mm -hmm. uh, that you auditioned for and got because mm -hmm. you're so talented. So you've mm -hmm. just hit the ground running and rose through the ranks fast and are doing very well in the Finest City Improv community. Thank you. You're very welcome. So how did you get into improv in San Diego? Mm -hmm. Let's start there. How okay. You, yeah. Yeah. I was living in my downtown San Diego apartment, sad and alone and bored. Uh, still with Zach at the time. Zach worked, you know, typical office <coughs> hours. Mm -hmm. I worked from the apartment because my job was still in Bellevue, Washington. Mm. So I was like, you know, alone in the apartment all day. And then my only social interaction was with Zach when he'd come home from work. And he likes to video game. So he would spend a lot of time on the computer. Mm. And like, I was just so like caged up i needed to get out and uh, i've always wanted to do improv and the thought came to mind um maybe because my mom was like are you applying for or are you auditioning for a play <laughs> she was a big supporter of me in theater growing up so yeah i i was interested in improv i googled and finding city improv was the first one that popped up and they had a free class and i thought yep, what's no. better than free Nothing. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, so I took the intro to improv. I think Kat or Jesse was my coach. Likely one of those two. Yeah. You can't recall which one it was? Um, Who was it? I think it was Kat. Okay. Nice. Damn. I don't know. I just remember at the end of it, they were like, sign up now for classes. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, here we, here we go. No, it was Jesse. It was Jesse. And then I got a follow-up email. I got a follow-up email that said, we'll give you a special discount. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's sign up. Oh, nice. Um, it was Kat who was so persuasive on signing up for level two. Nice. So, but you, so you Googled it, took a, took a drop mm -hmm. in class, mm -hmm. boom, the rest is mm -hmm. history. Yes. But yes. why did you Google improv? Oh, uh, cause I, cause I've always wanted to try improv. I've seen live improv before. <laughs> that makes, that sounds funny. There isn't non-live improv. Right. Um, I've seen improv before. I was a theater kid, so I always enjoyed theater and performance. And, uh, I thought I might have a little bit of a skill there. Like, I, I have a hard time starting something new that I know I'm gonna like if I have zero experience in something and I'm starting it new, I'm much more scared of it. Yeah. Like I am not going to sign up for surfing before I sign up for singing lessons. So you were a theater kid. Yes. So talk about your childhood as it relates to you being creative, theater, dramatic, artsy, fartsy, that kind of stuff. Um, yes. A story just popped into my brain, and that is... Tell it. Uh, the story of how I used to Im impersonate um, Timon from The Lion King. Oh. Uh, there's a scene in Lion King where Timon kind of busts through some bushes and goes, What's going on? 
on here? <laughs> so me being me and I don't know what, four or five at the time, yeah. maybe younger, I would just do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Be like, what's going on here? I was a big, like loud, outgoing kid, mm-hmm. you know, bright and full of energy and bubbly. Yeah. Um, that and I used to say like, my name is Audrey. Like when I introduce myself to people and yeah. adults. And so um, I was just always kind of loud and annoying, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my mom, you know, fostered that. She signed my sister and my brother and I up for uh, theater classes. Like we were, we played bats in like a, a musical theater version of The Wind in the Willows or something. Mm-hmm. She always had us either in theater or sports or music. I played piano. Catherine played violin. Theater is something that I stuck with beyond childhood and into high school. Um, And even in college. I didn't do any acting in college. I was doing more like stage managing (coughs) and hair and makeup. And um, yeah. 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 So that's cool. So that's cool that your mom fostered that Mm -hmm. and like encouraged that kind of stuff. Okay. So then, yeah, you just... Because not a lot of parents do that. No. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have this performing theatrical background. So you feel comfortable signing up for improv. Totally. Uh, now, you mentioned that Cat really sold you in level two. Were you, were you not thinking about continuing continuing on in level two? Like, what did you think of, of your of improv after your level one or during your level one? After my level one, I was thinking about the financial commitment. Uh, I have a hard time spending money. Sure. Uh, on things that I want or like. You're a miser. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that or just my mom was like always scared of money. Like she would come to me with her concerns like, oh, your father's spending so much money. and uh, What are we going to do? I say this and I've grown up a pretty privileged life. I got to say like, anyway, I have a fear of spending a lot of money. So... I was like, I took the level one or level two. I don't remember the details. I took the course, the full course. And then at the end of it was like, well, I didn't make any friends from this. And I kind of wanted to make some friends. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, improv classes are wildly fun and amazing. So I knew I still wanted to keep doing it. And then I got over that, you know, $200 price tag. And it was just like, ah, fuck it. Let's keep doing this. It gets yeah. me out of the house once a week, and I know the potential here is great. Yeah. Like, potential meeting people, potential having fun. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Nice. So, you went through all the levels mm-hmm. of the classes that they offer. Uh, did you... I mean, you obviously did, but when did you eventually start to, like, make friends uh, at the community? E- level f- four... Level five and six... Mm-hmm. Level four was the first time I went out to get drinks with some of my classmates. Nice. Some some lady pals, and that felt fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. This yeah. is this is good. I'm yeah. doing stuff outside of improv and talking to people. Post-class drinks. Post- always, always a good time. Pre-class drinks. That is we were, wild. <laughs> we were at the Lafayette still, and yeah. the bar there is posh. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I went out for drinks with some gals. Um didn't hang out outside of improv yet. Then level five and six, that was when our team started getting smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. or like our classes got smaller mm-hmm. and more focused. And um, 
was doing things outside of improv, like hangouts. And then really after level six ended was when Terra Squad, PDI, Scorpio Moon, and Nothing Sticks all happened. And those are all improv team names, um, mm-hmm. uh, teams that I played on. Yeah. So Terra Squad really is the one that has the most like socializing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're, we're pretty cool. Well, yeah. It's branched off. Like now there are more, you know, there's other teams, but I still think the most like hangouts I've had have been with Terra Squad. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I was lucky in that because uh, I'm not, it really depends on the situation, but usually I'm not the one who instigates hangouts. And I was lucky enough for level one that someone else did that. I forgot who, but pretty much level one, they were like, oh, let's go across the street to uh, Taps, Twisted Taps, that little place. So nice. And, and hang out. And so we were hanging out like right from the get go. So if you are in uh, level one through six right now, be that person. Be that person. Yeah. You can do it. Don't you be, can make it happen. Because everyone. Wants it. Everybody wants it. Uh, the, uh, one big reason that I'm sure most of those people are there is to meet new friends, meet new people, make friends. So be that person. Um, they're not going to say no, or at least not everyone's going to say. I mean, and I, if they do say no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, ask them again the, the yeah. next week, or ask somebody else's class. I don't know, but uh, that's a, another really good thing about improv community is that it attracts great people. I totally everyone think so. I meet at improv is like really cool and really open. Um, welcoming most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. I'm so thankful to you and everyone else that I've met in improv. And it just, it made my life here in San Diego a thousand times better. Good. Good to hear. You're welcome. You can Venmo me however much you think that's oh, worth right. in dollars. Yes. Um, okay, I, cool. I had something else I was going to ask. Let me see if I can think of it. Oh, uh, do you have a favorite teacher that you had? Put me on the spot. Yeah. All of the people listening will know. It doesn't mean that uh, everyone else was your least favorite. It's true. Mm. Or that you even had the least favorite. I'm sure you love them all, but does one stick out as like, oh, this was a really good teacher that I had? Uh... Well, I'm going to go for the duo class we took last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Saturday. What day of the... It's Monday. <laughs> it, was it was on Saturday. Saturday. It doesn't matter. Grayson. Grayson. What a great guy. Like, that class was so... I don't know. I, I felt really engaged. I felt like the exercises we did were really strong. It took a lot of my discomfort with extended scenes and duo improv out nice yeah cat i love yeah cat is a little hard to follow at times uh julius is also a great coach i love the way he breaks down scenes mm-hmm. i'm gonna start listing yeah all of just the gonna go through all of them <laughs> i love that you started with grayson who's not a level one through six teacher but no. independent but that's no he uh he, he might have used to i don't know if he ever taught did but you want me to specify my level one through no, six no i wanted you to specify fine no i wanted you to do what you did okay which is honest truth grayson yeah i i, I was in that workshop with you and by far the best workshop i've ever taken um it's only after one class mm. or after one shop um excited for the next one yeah excited for the next one but yeah i agree he, he 
very much kind of opened uh, a new door, turned on a light bulb for me with just simple, basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do enjoy style, too, of he immediately stops you, like, you know, after a couple of lines. I like that. Yeah. I like getting as much feedback as possible. And so, yeah, with him stopping us, like, immediately and often, it was really nice. It's so nice to get <clears throat> right at the start, too, because our brains are, I mean, it's like, just nip it in the bud, right? Right. If you wait to tell someone something or do or, you know, correct someone, then it's just, I don't think the message is as effective as doing it immediately. Right. Because we might have a tendency to just go on autopilot or start with these bad habits that we have Mm -hmm. or just not be aware of what we're feeling, blah, blah, blah. And so to do it at the very beginning, it's breaking that pattern, breaking that habit, like, hey, pay attention to what you're feeling and what you're doing. So, yeah, I agree. That's really, yeah, good Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. Who are some improvisers around the community? We're, well, I've only been, been exposed to Finest City Improv. I haven't uh, gone out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done workshop at Cornerstone, which is great. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, awesome. But I haven't seen Old Town or NCT or anything like that. I don't know if you have. But having said that, who are some a performer or two or three that you really look up to or that you think, oh, like, this is one of my favorite performers. Um, gosh. Can I say you? <laughs> you can say me. I'll, I'll accept your payment later. <laughs> I'll bill you. Besides uh, me. Well, that's, earlier, I mean, that's everyone's favorite performer, earlier, obviously. I just wanted to say when you were saying, like, why we formed our duo, um, or, like, coming to Terror Squad, I remember seeing you performing before Terror Squad, and I was like, whoa, this guy's got his shit down. Because you stood out among your team at the time. And I was like, that guy is improvising. Everybody else is like, whatever. <laughs> well, that's... I you. just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, I'm the, crying. Oh, God. Performers that inspire me at Finest City. Yeah, or just that you... Not inspire, but just like these are the people that I... Yeah, those are ah. people who have their shit down. These are... Yeah. These are my favorite ones. Um, gosh, Sean Glass. Sean Glass. He's just really tall guy. He he's really funny. He makes me laugh. I'm going to. He plays on a trio with Diane and Mark. Diane also is just fucking flawless. Diane, uh, what's her last name? Diane. I want to say it starts with an R. Rogers. I'm looking Rogers? up Sean Glass because I'm. I might know who that is. Uh, we we did. We took a workshop together and <laughs> we played in this scene where the the game was to read a, a Facebook status. Yeah, I agree about this guy. It's so so funny. I saw him. I think for the first time at Torque Moto. Was he? Remember, I had my camera there. Mm-hmm. Was he there that night? I'm pretty sure that's that's who this guy is. I but I was like, kind of the same thing. Like, oh, like oh, this guy is standing out. There's a guy who's about the same height as him that wears glasses that plays on um, one of the Cornerstone teams. He must be pretty young. Who's also very funny. No, this guy doesn't wear glasses. It, this has to be the same guy. Does he have like facial hair now? Uh, I don't know. 
I think it's the same guy we're talking about. Maybe the guy the guy I'm talking about didn't have glasses on. Anyway, Tristan Tristan Cole. Tr- yeah, I played with him the other day. He's, he's fun. Yeah, he's good. Um, uh, but yeah, Sean Sean Glass, um, young up and comer. Yeah, he's really Ari good. Bryn. Yep. Ari's wonderful. Just cool person to hang around to outside of improv. Yeah. Dustin Dustin's facial expressions are amazing. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on. I could keep listing. You'll have to stop me. Stop. Okay. Let's just all remember that you started with me, though. Yeah. So you think... First one is the worst. Second one is the best. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> first one... First gets the gold. You're gold. I'm gold. Golden. I'm a golden god. <laughs> You're just Xerxes. And I'm a golden goose. Quack. Uh, so who are some of your favorite teams, then? Mm. Besides Scorpio Moon and Terror Squad. Willis is always a blast to watch. Yeah. Um, they get a lot of hits. Jackie. Yeah. Like. What do you like about Willis and what do you like about Jackie? I like how much fun it looks like Willis is always having mm-hmm. when they're playing. And how how seamlessly they work the space. How, like, their form never seems forced it's clear that they've put a lot of work into their form. Yeah. All of the people who play on it also, I think are stellar. Yeah. You got John, John B. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Boaz. 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 Love his accents. Yeah. Um, Andrea. Andrea. Drea. Drea. I think she just like, she holds her own. So I look up to her. She's a silly little girl. And she's a woman. I, she's a she's a silly woman. Silly, silly. She's a silly little goof. Um, I like Drea a lot. Yeah, and there's Corey on that team, and you got Randy. Like, got what's Randy. not to love? Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on her name right now. Short, blonde hair, teacher. Uh, great teacher. Canadian. Great pro- improviser. Canadian. Erica, right? Erica. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was going to look her up on Facebook, and I I figured it out before I. Um, went to Facebook, but then I just my my hand was just typed Erica to Google. <laughs> like, what was that? What am it's, I doing? It's a plant. I just typed in Erica and hit search on Google. That's like, amazing. Uh, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, Erica Claremont. <sighs> it's a wonderful team. <clears throat> John Wright. John Wright. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he'll live yes. right until he dies. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. You're gonna die. I'm gonna die. Probably. Very soon from die in your- an anvil. Oh, yeah, he's been sitting under this anvil the whole time. Yeah, it's being I just held like up. The way by it looks, dental underneath. floss. So, no, what? I was gonna ask if you dream about dying. Sometimes I always wake up. Hmm. Um, what's the last death dream you had? Hmm. I, I'm not going to be able to recall. I don't recall. Right. I can't recall more than like a day or two out. No one wants to hear about dreams anyway. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. Dreams are like improv scenes. Because <laughs> when you're trying to describe them to someone who mm-hmm. wasn't there, mm-hmm. it's like you're telling them about a dream you had. And to you, it was like, great. Yeah. And to them, they're like, what the F, f- are you talking about? Glaze yeah. over. This is why, yeah, like, don't try to tell me about improv scenes. Like, don't try to tell anybody about improv scenes who was not there because they're not going to get it. Nah. Yeah, yeah, you have to be there. Talk about your feelings. About your feelings. Oh, it's like life. Yeah. The sad 
What's going on here? <laughs> Have you seen the new Lion King? I am very upset that it exists. In fact, oh, so I you're won't see it. Oh, unless someone takes me with them. So you're a, just a hardcore originalist. You stand by the original, and you are disgusted by what they've done. I'm disgusted by what they've done. I really dislike the whole let's CGI the shit out of everything mm-hmm. trend. <clears throat> it takes the magic out of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that they didn't stylize the lines at all, that they kept them very realistic, but also talking. Yeah. It just, it, it screams tack to me. It looks tacky. It looks cheap. Yeah. It, I have very strong opinions about movies. So is your disgust with it? It's not just that they redid it, but it, so if they had redone it and redone it well, you you might have and gone to see it and enjoy it. But you're just upset with the execution of it, or are you also upset with just the fact that they redid it at all? Both. It, okay. I'm. It, it's a cash grab. Of course. It. It's. That's cinema right now. <sighs> yeah. Remakes, I hope reboots. It oh, it's. Uh, I. I hate it. I just. I because. It doesn't. It doesn't push it forward. I don't think no. it doesn't. And there are there are original voices out there. I'm sure who yeah. are writing original scripts, mm-hmm. original stories, and they could be creating these original movies that can be future classics. And instead, yeah, they're making the fifteenth reboot of Spider Man, the third sequel of that series, and like Star Wars again, and remaking Aladdin, Lion King. Star Wars, I like that they're doing a new story. At least they're doing a new story. And they have new characters. Anything that makes me withdraw from the world in Mm -hmm. a movie, anything that breaks my suspension of disbelief or isn't, you know, anything that doesn't keep me immersed, Mm -hmm. I don't like. I want to be totally immersed in the movie. I want to be there experiencing it in the moment and not questioning it, not... Thinking, why did they make that choice? Why is this directed that way? Why is this blah, 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 blah. So typically, animated films, I have an easier time watching because I know, like, I don't have to worry about that stuff to begin with. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about whether or not the plot is a retooling of the original film Mm -hmm. with new characters added in for fun. Yeah. I don't have to worry about, like, thinking, oh, this was made on a fake set and that costume's fake, that's fake, that's fake. This makeup looks really realistic. At the same time, I know exactly what went into it. Animated films are completely 100% original. Yeah. Like, n- that that image has never existed in a film before. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tangent. Have, have you seen... Well, no, it's exactly where we're supposed to be, right here. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen the trailer for the new Cats Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. Again, it's the uncanny valley. It's the it's so weird. Why did they make all of those choices? I I don't I can't put myself in the shoes of someone who would enjoy that. I can't understand it in one I can't get it. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how people enjoy that. <laughs> but there's gonna be somebody who does. Yep. And that's Lots. fine. That's fine. Good yep. for them. Yeah. I feel grumpy, you know. Yeah. I don't hate that person. I hope they find happiness in their life. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I miss the magic of movies. I haven't felt that in a while. What's your capital M movie? Like, this is the pinnacle of movie. Oh, God, I don't know. That's hard. It's a tough question. I don't know. I mean, 
something like the Shawshank Redemption is just flat out excellent. Mm-hmm. Well made, well written, well acted. Mm-hmm. You can watch it anytime. You can always watch it. Um, but that's not my favorite movie. Like, uh, I don't know. I didn't ask what your favorite movie oh, is. Just to be stubborn. And yeah, well, okay. You have met aliens. You yeah. Aliens have landed on the planet, and now you need to introduce them to movies. Yeah. What do you pick? See, even that's hard because yeah. do I do I pick a movie that here here's the culmination of what movie making is on our planet? Yeah. Or here is what's going to best prepare you for what a movie is. And then when you see, so that you get the idea and you can watch other things like mm-hmm. a gateway movie. So what you're like, what you're like, this is like a standard well-made movie. And this is what movie is. Cause that would be back to the future. Wonderful answer. Yes. But if I'm like, this is like the culmination, this is like, if you want just the best and leave the rest again, not my favorite, but Paul Thomas Anderson's the master. I haven't seen it. The master with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Good just, actor. Just, um, just a brilliant movie. Uh, but yeah, not my favorite. Not one that I re- re- rewatch a lot. But just like, oh, when I when I finished watching it, I was like, that was brilliant. There's still stuff lingering in my subconscious that I'm not going to get till later. And this is like the new 2001, The Space Odyssey. I think. <clears throat> It's really good. I want to see it so bad. And the movie Inception was the one of the last times that I saw something in the theater and was like blown away, like in the theater. Mm-hmm. That was a, just a great movie, great theater experience. And um, Inglorious Bastards is my favorite Tarantino flick. That's a very good one. One of my favorite f- films, regardless. Anyway, sorry, I went on a, now went on my own tangent. No need to apologize. Uh. All right. I think as we wrap up, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you. What are some things going on? We can do all. We can do things that you're looking forward to, things that you want to plug, like any of your teams or shows, um, and things that uh, we'll start there. What are you looking forward to in life in general? And then uh, what are some plugs that you might have? Um, I'm looking forward to in life. Short term, I'm looking forward to practice later tonight. Word. Um, I'm looking forward to visiting Washington again in August for my company's summer fun event. Mm. Long term, um, improv shows, uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in life, uh, confidence. And, and self-assuredness, I think. You're looking forward to that as in building upon what you already have or using your newfound confidence that you have or getting more of that? Getting more of that. Mm. All of the above, I suppose. Hmm. I, I think I hear it a lot from people, people older than me. They say, at some point, you stop giving a shit. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there now. Nice. And... I mean, give a shit about things that you care about, obviously. Yeah. Give less shits about things that don't matter. Right. Yeah. Cool. And then how, uh, 
is is the new single Audrey who's experienced with a relationship? Is that is that something you're excited about, or is that something you're enjoying right now? Yeah, dating the dating scene in San Diego. How is the dating scene in San Diego? Uh, my opinions on the dating scene in San Diego will be 100% different from everyone else's, so I can't say. What is yours? My opinion so far is that uh, I have met two people. Yeah. In person. And they were both nice, and I had a good time, and I shouldn't be scared of it. You met two people, like, in the context of a date. Yes. Yeah. I've been on more than that. I went on a date with someone else. Mm. Uh, Well, yeah, I... It's been been okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay open and... But it's not something that's, like... Easy breezy. At the top of (laughs) you. You shimmed your body in a way. Uh, Easy breezy. (laughs) But it's not like a... That's not like a... A capitally exciting thing right now or is that just more of a it's an exciting thing it's a thing that i'm making myself do to move on and yeah be less alone smart like it's i don't know I, i'm excited about it i'm not it's not the most exciting thing in my life yeah well yeah. that's i think a good thing yeah good i'm not you. desperate yeah. Yet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, if you uh, do you have some improv or plugs, whatever. You, you're on Terror Squad. You're on Terror Squad. Fjordash. Fjordash. Scorpio Moon. Scorpio Moon. Newly formed Bad Finger. Oh, snap. Solid. Four teams. Yeah. Solid. Ooh, I'll be in the Roar Theater Takeover coming up on August... Nice. Nine, eight. Okay, I don't know. The week of August sixth through eighth, ninth. (laughs) It's a Thursday. You're part of the roar thing. Yeah, I'm really excited. Good for you. Yeah, I've known Brandon uh, a few years, and he's uh, never asked me to be a part of roar or any type thing. You're missing out. Um, You know, I just want to say that I'm a hard worker, and uh, I'm a loyal friend. And um, very sensitive, and I don't like being left out or invited to things. So, Brandon, if you're listening, fuck you. What, what, fuck you, man. Like, what, what do I got to do, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna J U O or something. You jerk. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I know where he lives. Brandon's I awesome. I don't know where he lives. Um, we love you, Brandon. What are uh, you have some improv advice since you're, <clears throat> you know. Um, I mean, you're pretty well established these these days. And I wouldn't say you're a veteran because you haven't done it very well. But no. editor's note: I meant to say you haven't done it very long there, not well. My bad. Oh, no, I'm solidly a rookie. You're a wonderkind. You've you've done pretty well for yourself Thank in this you. short amount of time. So, what is some improv advice for uh, anything from? People who haven't done improv are thinking about it to people who are doing improv, how to be a better improviser. Um, Improv advice. Try not to say the word but. mm. It's yes and, not yes but. Thanks, Kat. We love you. Move back to San Diego. All right. Thank you very much, Audrey Geiger. Thank you, Joshua Garcia. And to our millions of listeners at home, um, we wish you well. Good night. Godspeed. Good night. Good morning. God bless. Good afternoon. Hail Satan. Bye.